0: This morning, but we'll get, we'll get going fast as we can. You pray for me, i got to hurry here. So the Bible says this, Acts chapter number 12, verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing... It came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda. I just want to pause here and say I cannot wait to meet this lady in heaven. Uh, this one, I, love, I can't wait to meet this lady in heaven, but I'm going to continue. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness. But ran in and told Peter, told how Peter stood before the gate. And they said unto her, "To her, Thou art mad. But she content, constantly affirmed that it was even so. And they said, It is his angel. And Peter continued knocking. And when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning unto them with his hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of the prison. And he said, go show these things unto James and to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Let's pray. Father, we come to you. We're so thankful to be in this place tonight. And God, I just need some unction to preach. I pray, Lord, if there's one lost here tonight, Lord, I know this ain't a message aimed at salvation, Lord, but I know truth, Lord. It'll make a difference. I pray they'd get born again. I pray, Lord, tonight you'd help somebody, strengthen somebody. We need your word, Lord, I need you to touch me. Help me to effectively communicate the word of God. I appreciate you, Lord. I love you. Touch me in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to preach on this thought, what to do when God brings you out. I preached a message out here. I think I preached it here on what to do when you can't get in out of this same chapter. Uh, well, what what do you do when when you when when God brings you through something, brings you out of something? I want to look here. I believe we can find some application now. Chapter number twelve. Uh, we find that James had been killed. I'm going to go with them first ten verses, and 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 Peter was next on the block. Uh, he was on the next one that Herod had in line, and. Peter who had been taken to prison and they assigned 16 soldiers uh, to watch over him. And, and you'll find there that they had two of them uh, that, that were strapped to him and they slept between two of them and, and for a little bit anyways. But uh, we find that in these four verses from chapter verse 4, 5, and 6, we find before the angel shows up that the word keep or kept is found three times. And, and, and I think that's important. I want you to realize that that means that they intended to keep man out and to keep Peter in. That's very important. They were doing things to make sure that he was stuck where he is and nobody could get him out of there. And they were trying to keep man out but the problem is you'll find right in the midst of that somewhere else there was was prayer, the Bible says but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. They could have kept man out. The church wasn't getting in but praise God they couldn't keep God out. I'm glad he can get into places where you and I can't reach and get into situations you and I can't get in or knock on the door of. I'm glad that he can. And I thought about I, I I thought this morning, one of my favorite parables is, is the one Tom mentioned this morning when he talked about the contrast about that unjust that judge and how that lady came and she just continually knocked on his door. And I, it took me a long time to figure out that is a contrast. That God ain't that way. And, and how he wants to show us that if that would, judge would do it because he's annoying him and bothering him, how much more would God who desires us and calls us to prayer will help us in our situations. And and I thought about you know uh, I thought about I'd have everybody in the front come up and just knock on this altar and I thinking about how it would be what heaven would sound like in this time here Peter's in the in the gate it's in the middle of the night I mean there's just a constant knock in heaven just knocking and then I, I just imagine give me a little bit of liberty but Lord said, what's all that what's that noise what's that knocking about prayer by the way is is, is likened to knocking on the door. You know what he said? He said, well, that's that church down there. Well, what do they want? They want to get Peter out of prison. it's the middle of the night, and he just kept on knocking. Hey, I'm glad for a church that'll knock on the door of heaven for me. I'm glad we're in a place that'll knock on the door and I'm glad for a God in heaven that ain't bothered, that ain't troubled, that ain't asleep, that ain't in any time of the day we come to him, it ain't a hassle, it ain't a hindrance, He, I'm talking about he desires us to come, he wants us to come, he cares about us, I mean nobody cares for you like Jesus cares for you and when we knock on the door of heaven he's not going to answer with anger but he's going to answer with arms open and say hey I'm here and I'm thankful that you and I can pray in a situation. I thought about how they, they knocked on that door of heaven. And just as you know here, you see here in verse number 7, the Lord showed up. I like it. The Lord showed up. And, and, and you read here, an angel showed up in the prison. He turned the lights on. That's what it said. He brought the light there. But he came and he turned the lights on. He come over and he woke Peter up. And I mean, I don't know, I mean, Peter, Peter, do you think about the experience? He just gets woke up in the middle of the night, his chains fall off, and all of a sudden he's walking out of, I'm talking about a secure prison that was intended to keep people in. I mean, he's just walking out like he's the warden. He didn't know the warden, but he knew someone greater than the warden. He knew the one that was over all things, in total control. And he walks out of this place. And and, and as he walks out of this place, uh, I want to look. I believe we can find some application. I want to make some statements here. I want to say this to you. When when we're talking about God brings you out, I want to say this. I can't sit up here and tell you that God's going to bring you out of everything. People that say that, that's not true. They don't know that. I mean, you can go to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is a good example. They said, "Listen, our God can do this." Now, God can bring you out. I'm not not saying that He can do that, but things don't always end up the way we desire. Or we want to. Not everybody's healed. Not everybody's touched, and we think, "Well, that's not God letting anybody down." Let me say, it's appointed unto men once to die. We live long enough. That's what's going to happen to us, right, Tom? But I, but I want to say something to you. I, don't want you. I don't want to stand up here and make a statement to make you think that God's going to deliver and make everything turn. That ain't, that's not what I'm saying. But when he does, and let, me, let me say this to you. When it doesn't turn out the way you expect, there's still something to be thankful for. There's still something to praise him for. That ain't always easy, but it is true. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God concerning you in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you, we can find something to thank him for. Even in the midst when it doesn't work out, when it it doesn't meet our expectations and things we know. Listen, oftentimes when it doesn't meet our expectations, God's doing something greater we can't see. Anyway, let me tell you what, Mary and Martha would have had Lazarus not die. If it had been up to them, and I'm sure for them three days, they probably thought, I can't believe he didn't show up. Where are you at, Jesus? Paging him. Never responding to the pager. I don't know if people carry pagers anymore. That's so 1990s, ain't it? But you think, I mean, where are you at? Texting him. and he's not answering. We'd like to change that. But God was doing something greater. I mean, four days later. And they said, well, why'd you come now? He done stink. ain't nothing you can do about it. It don't always go the way we think it should. But we got to remember, he works all things to our good, whether they be good or bad. We may not understand or see things, but I want want to tell this to you tonight. Listen to me. But when he he brings you out, and that's what he uses in verse number 17. It says that Peter said he brought him out of the prison. When he brings you out of things and brings you through things, I believe we can find some application. There's some things you and I ought to do when he does that. I mean, you think about this story. This is an amazing, I mean, you, you look here, and this can only be explained by God done that. There ain't no other way you can say it, but God done that. I mean, God came down in the midst of the situation, and and here we find uh, Peter is out. Now, in verse 11, it says he came to himself. I can imagine him just being, I mean, you think about this. He was, I mean, probably sound asleep, and he woke up, and there's a bright light. I mean, the lights are on the prison. Everybody else is asleep. I mean, and and here he was chained when he went to sleep, and now his chains are not on him. And someone's saying, get up out of here. I mean, I mean, I can understand a little bit kind of saying like for sure. I mean, he's probably going for sure, but I'm sure there's some things. But it said when he came to himself, uh, and I want you to think about it. It said he came to himself, and he said, I know that the Lord has done this. And, and then look at verse 12, and here's where I believe we can find some application. You say, what, what should we do? What do we do when God brings us out of something? Notice verse 12, and it said "And when he had considered the thing, the first thing is I believe we should give it some thought. Now, you and I are probably guilty of this. This was a pretty, I mean, I would say a pretty climactical event in Peter's life. I mean, you, you're not going to forget a night like this, right? But, but can I say, even on the small things God's done, we should still, we can apply this here. The first thing is it said he gave thought to it. Can I say, when God helps us and gets us through something, we ought not, we ought not just forget about it and move on. He considered it. And that word consider here, it, it, it means that it was thought of with care. He, he viewed it very intentively. I mean, he really thought about what in the world just happened. I mean, he was literally facing the guillotine. He was facing get ready to be killed. And all of a sudden, he's out of this place and going to prayer meeting. And it says he's thought about that. And I mean, how often in our lives, and I say this might be a good practice for you, when God does something for you, you ought to write it down somewhere. I mean, we ought to give thanks, and and, and I say one way to help us when things aren't going our way or we're in the middle of a storm and we're not sure if we're going to get out or what's going to happen, you know what we ought to do? Go back to them things God's already done and think about those things. I I thought about when my mom was sick, uh, it's been a year and a half now, when my mom was sick, Courtney, I didn't. I maybe I can't remember if I knew this or not, but she did like a daily. She took like a diary of the of the dates. I mean, she just wrote down things. She wrote down what the doctor said, and she wrote stuff about me, that, that, how Josh was and how Joey was, and and she was writing it for my mom, so that when she was, uh, you know, she was out, she was writing these for my mom, and and I thought about uh, months later after. After she had been touched, they were all over at the house. Well, I read them to everybody. And I mean, it was the most, probably the most difficult thing I've ever read because I went back to days that I was in. I mean, in some ways, I was so numb in those days to. I mean, I lived by the phone. I lived not knowing if the next call would be the last call. I, I had no idea. I mean, it was just, it, it, it was a blur in some, in some ways. But we went back and we read. I mean, we laughed about things that we think are silly now. And, 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 but I would go back I and mean, we cried about things. And I think about, you know what we started doing? We started going back and we started thinking about what God's done. And I'm talking about, when I start thinking about what God's done, listen to me, I'm telling you, it helps me. It helps me. It'll hey, It's helped me for the days ahead. Because I, listen, he didn't have to do what he did, but I'm glad that he did. And I know because of what he's done, he can do something that may become greater ahead. I may face something that hey, it might even be more, a bigger mountain, something we may go through. Listen, and we can look back on what God's done, but we ought to give our minds over to what God's done in our lives. Peter was thinking about it. I mean, when I was thinking about that, and I thought, I mean, I, I thought about the days. I can, like, this year, when, when we came back to those days, I can, I can take the day, and I can almost, in ways, remember each day. I mean, I can remember sitting out here after a Sunday night. They just put her on the ventilator on Saturday, and on Sunday night, she she come to enough to talk. And I mean, my heart was just rejoicing. I thought, and then I'm talking about, one, three days later? I mean, everything went backwards. I mean, it was just, and I think about those things... But then I think about that call. I call My dad called me at five thirty six, 6 o'clock in the morning on a Monday morning and said, she's off a ventilator. She pulled it out last night. And I mean, I called Tom. And we were just waiting to get in down there. I mean, that was still COVID time, so you couldn't just go when you wanted to. But I mean, I start thinking about, I, I think about how they afterwards told us that they, that they never thought she'd ever even make it never I mean they didn't tell us that till the end and I'm thinking about I'm here these days I'm living these days the doctors I mean and there's times they felt they were encouraged and times they were discouraged and and I mean it was just unbelievable but when we start thinking about them things I think about the time that I got walk in there and I got to talk to her again And I'm telling you, there's times in your life that you can remember when God brought you through something. He brought you through a trial. He brought you through a storm. You can look back and you can remember how God was faithful and how God was good. We ought to think about what God has done for us. I mean, the psalmist even does that. Psalm 77, verses 11 and 12 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember thy wonders of old. I will meditate also of all thy work and talk of all thy doings. We ought to give our minds over, not just be thankful and say, thank you, Lord, for doing that. But I mean, stop and think about really what God has done. Because when I go back and think about them situations I'm talking about, there's stuff that God did in them. I mean, I'm talking about the doctors that took care of my mother, message, and knew my wife. I'm talking about this would not be normal things that you all would have if, if you went to the hospital. But because of who she was... And, and, and everything like that. I mean, God opened a door. I mean, it was just, I mean, time and time and time again, I could tell you of countless things that God had done. Things that he had blessed. Her. The more I think about it, the more I can see it. Wasn't just that he walked in that room that morning and touched her and healed her. It was a whole list of things down through the days. We ought to think about the works of God. We ought to give our minds over to him. We ought not, hey, we ought not just go on and act like it's over. We ought to give our minds and think about the things he he's done for us. Psalm 143 and 5 says this, and I'm moving on. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all thy works. I muse on the work of thy hands. That word muse means a careful, intentional thought. We ought to think about what he's done for us. I think we ought to give thought. But Notice what else Peter did there. Verse number 12. And then he gathered with God's people. Can I say something to you? When God brings us through something, that's the time we ought to be more faithful to the house of God. Now, here Peter gets out. Now, I don't know. I didn't read it and see where he told him to go. I don't know if the Lord said that. If I did, I missed it. But I believe that he doesn't say anything. And Peter gets out and he gets free. And do you know where he runs to? He runs to the place that was knocking on the door of heaven for him. Can I say something to you? This is uh, so important for you and I because you and I are to bear one another's burdens. Galatians 6 and 2 says this. I'll read it as Paul was writing there to the church. And he says this. He says, Bear ye one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. May I say, when you're going through something, we are too. Yeah, we are too. When you're sick, yeah, I may not be the one that's got the runny nose and all the fever and all those things, but let me say that. When you're down, we feel that too because we are a church that loves one another. We ought to carry the burden one to another. I mean, if you're hurting, I ought to be hurting. If you don't have that kind of compassion, you need to get check up with the Lord. It ought to bother us and burden us when someone's down, discouraged, someone's hurting, someone's going through something. The rest of the church ought to be impacted by that. But can I say at the same time, just as much as we'll try to carry weight with you, John, when God does something for you, we want to be glad with you too. When you show up to church and praise God, after getting out of the hospital and thanking God for what he's done, we're glad with you. I mean, we're happy with you. We're excited with you. Notice, you know why she didn't answer the door? I mean, she downright got her hanky out and had herself a fit. I'm talking about she looked through the door right there at the gate, and there was Peter, who was in prison, who they'd been praying all night for, and he showed up, and I mean she saw him, and I mean she just took off. He's here! He's at the door! Did you see him? And they're like, You're crazy. No, she's not crazy. She was glad. May I say, as much as we bear one another's burdens, we want to rejoice with you. We, hey, when God does a blessing in your life, we want to be a part of that. We want to rejoice when you're happy. Be glad when you're happy. I'm telling you, friends, we ought to run and gather at the house of God when God brings us through something. You deny, You hurt your brethren when you don't come. To be around them when they I'm talking about, listen, if you use the prayer line and God does something for you and God answers that prayer, you ought to come in here and tell you ought to come in here and say, I want to thank y'all for praying. Tell you what God's done here. Listen, it ain't just a one-way street. We don't just want all the sad stuff. Now, listen, we'll pray for you anyways. But I mean, God does, hey, when Keith gets to feeling good and him answer, it's good when you come in here and just see him sitting with you. Don't deprive us of the good things. We want to rejoice too. (laughs) Guarantee it. Praise God. See, ain't that wonderful? I'm talking about, that's what we're supposed to. Listen, you ain't going to find us in the world. People will gladly request prayer of you. They'll not give you a second thought if something happens good in their favor and go on. But I'm talking about, we're in this thing together. We're in this thing one another. We have one another. I mean, listen, when, hey, when it's going, hey, when God brings you through, you show up here and you tell us about it. We want to know. I mean, she was. So, it said, "Glad." can you imagine what that did for the church? I mean, it, it, the lady that answered the door took off running and left him at the door. She was so happy. Imagine when they actually saw him walk in. Well, we know it got crazy in there because it said he had to beckon them with his hand. He was saying, hold up! I mean, people shouting, people probably crying. I mean, because God did a marvelous, mighty work there. And there was gladness. There was joy. There was happiness because of what God had done. I mean, I bet he had to say, hold up. You can read it right there. Beckoned him with his hands. Hold to peace. Hey, listen, you know what you need to do when God brings you through something? Get into the house of God. Gather with God's people. That's what Peter did. He ran to God's people. Notice the last one. Verse number 17. I love Rhoda though. I just want to tell you all that again. I love that lady. I can't wait to meet her in heaven. I just, she just brings joy to my heart every time I read this. And Peter stood there knocking at the door. Isn't it amazing how they were knocking on the door of heaven all night and the answer of prayer started knocking on their door. And there he stood. And notice this. They were astonished. Ain't that us? I mean, we'll fast and we'll pray and want to see God do something. And when God does something, you know what we do? I can't believe he did that. What were what we praying? I mean, that's what they were praying for, but that's how we are. It's funny in some ways, but I mean, in a way, you know, I think God laughs at certain times. Sometimes I don't think he does. I mean, you could see that at certain times when they didn't have faith. But I mean, here they've been, I mean, they did what God would have to do. They were praying all night and then he shows up. I mean, they just fiberglassed it. It was one of them times where only God could have done this. And that's what happened. But notice this. Lastly, look what here. Verse 17. But he beckoned unto them with their hands to hold their peace. You could tell he was a preacher. He used his hands. He declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, go show these things to, unto James and to the brethren. And he departed in peace and went to another place. You know what he ended up doing? He gave glory to God. May I say something to you? We ought not be like those ones. It was the ten lepers, I believe. I, can't, it's in, I think it's in Luke. I'd have to find it, but there were ten that got healed, and only one came back. May I say something to you? Look at what Peter did. Peter, he came, gathered with God's people, and you know what he did? He said, here's what the Lord done. The Lord brought me out of there. Can you, I mean, think about this for a second. We ought to testify to the things God has done. May, may I say, you may, you may be going through something that you don't understand why you're going through it, but it may minister to the heart of someone else that God uses our lives, our experiences, our things to help others. And you know what he did here? He just came in and he said, only God could have done this. He brought glory to the Lord. That's what this thing's about. That's a function of the church. We, we ought to, you and I ought to be sure that when God brings us through, whether it be small, I should have brought this. I, 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 I should have. I've probably said this here before. I've been here six years. I'm sure I've said this before. But I'll tell you this everywhere I go. I got, a, I got a Mountain Dew can in my office. Now, it's empty now. It rusted out in one of the spots and leaked out, but I still kept the can. so like it was intact. I was working at the state, and uh, I, had, I had a Mountain Dew. I put it in the freezer it was hot and I said well I in the freezer I mean you know 35 minutes in the freezer I would be ready to go. But the problem was I didn't remember that it was in the freezer for the next morning. I was on my way to work my, my mom she she drove at the time we carpooled together and and I just said lord please don't let that thing bust. I didn't know what else to pray. But I knew it would have been a mess because that wasn't, it was a shared fridge. I mean, I, I got there and ran across what seemed to be 100 yards at Capitol Grounds. It's humongous. Ran in, ran down to the basement, ran all the way to that back fridge. I didn't even use that back fridge very often. I don't know why I put it in there, but I went back there. And there was a Mountain Dew can where both of the ends <laughs> looked like mushrooms. But it was not busted. You say, well, why does that matter? Let me say something to you. I've prayed when my mom was laying there not knowing if she was going to get up. And I've prayed about something as simple as a Mountain Dew can. But listen, had it busted, it would have just been an inconvenience to my day. Okay? But there's a God in heaven who cares about the big things and the small things in our lives. And I'd be wrong not to give glory... Over what would be a simple Mountain Dew can. Just because the Lord, you say, well, that was just, hold on a second. No, it wasn't. I'm talking about, I'm I'm going to bring it in and set it up here. I mean, it's empty now, but that thing's bulging out. I'm telling you, the Lord cares about you. And he cared about something so small. And I've testified to that to churches all around this valley. And people may think I'm crazy, but go ahead. Listen, if it was your Mountain Dew can in the fridge and it was going to cost you two hours to clean it and ruin everybody's lunch in there, let me say something. It mattered to you too. No, it 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 didn't change the economy. It didn't change the United States. It didn't change a lot of things. But I tell you what, it changed me. And it helped me. And we ought to give glory to God even in the small things. And, And let me say something. God does small things for us all the time. I mean, I'm talking about you can't go a day without the Lord helping you, watching over you. Sometimes we don't even ask about it. Sometimes that ain't even something I ask for. And it's just something that he does. I mean, you—you you if I, I, I'm bad enough just to remember anything. Okay? I mean, it's just honest. Tom said, remember your preaching Sunday morning. I write everything down for a reason. But I mean, if I had to remember to e- everything, I mean, to pray about—I I mean, I'm talking about praying about everything. But just remembering everything to pray at one—I mean, my mind can't. It's already on overload just how as it is, okay? But there's things God does for me in the day that I didn't even think about. I didn't even—it didn't even cross my mind to say, "Lord, help me with this" or "do that." And I mean, He just in His providential grace comes in there and does something for me. Something I wouldn't think. You know, like just like a mother does her children, having the luck just things you, you don't, things that when someone else thinks about you when you're not even thinking about it, that's the way he does for us. And I mean, we ought to give him glory for that. I'm telling you, when God brings you through something, whether it be great big or whether it be small, however you want to view it, isn't it amazing too how... We look at some people's problems, we'll say, that's big. We look at other things and say, well, why are they even worried about that? But in our lives, it'll be the exact same thing. It'll be something that'll be great big and then something over here that someone else will look at and say, well, what's the big deal on it? You know, but he cares. We ought to get to God's house. We ought to be sure to give him glory. Come on, Judy, I'm done. We ought to be sure to give him glory. Friends, listen, I don't know how you came in here tonight, you come in here tonight lost, let me say something to you. When we think about things, you ought to think back and see, was there ever a time that God's brought you out of darkness into his marvelous light? Has there ever been a time that you've been saved? Ever been a time that you've called on the Lord and received him by, by faith for salvation? Listen, Christ died for your sins. It, it's amazing that everything flows back to Calvary. But if you're here tonight and you're lost, listen, God loves you. I know this ain't been a salvation message, but... Christ died for you and if he cares about helping me with a pop can listen if anybody would go and go through what Jesus did at Calvary for you listen, there ain't no other proof that he loves you I mean he just loves you he died for you but if you're here tonight, maybe you're going through something maybe you're struggling through something may I say something to you One a good help that you could have is think back on what God's already done for you take take a stroll back, roll back the curtain and think back to what he's done. Let me say something to you. It'll help you. I don't know how everything's going to turn out. I can't stand up here and promise you. But I can declare this. He does all things well. That's what he does do. It may not meet our expectations, may not understand why, but listen, his ways are higher than our ways. When he brings you through something, don't deprive the church and don't, Lord, don't deprive the Lord of the glory that's due Him for how He worked in your life, in your situation, in your circumstance. Hey, when He brings you out, bring that gladness right here to Roxalana Gospel Tabernacle. We'll rejoice with you. We'll thank God for you. Hey, listen, we're glad when God works in your life.